1: they can't handle the truth. War Room. Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
0: Friday, 24, uh, February, Year of Our Lord, 2023. You're in the War Room as we finish uh, the week here on a uh, on a roll. There's so much going on. tale of three cities. You've got uh, East Palestine, Ohio. You have uh, Yuma, Arizona. And you have Kiev, uh, Ukraine. We've been comparing and contrasting. We're going to do it again tomorrow morning so much news going on. I want to bring in Todd Bensman. Todd, you, you got to help me out here, brother. I've, I've got these announcements coming out from Biden. And it looks like they're trying to do something on the border. They're trying to hide what they've done. It, it, it's very confusing. And I cover, I've covered this now for 10 or 12 years. But then I read your piece in the, in the New York Post, and then I read your piece you just put up a First, explain what the Biden administration is actually announcing and then why I want your logic to go through it and say this is only a misdirection play about they're trying to take care of the invasion of the southern border. They're actually trying to wave in actually more illegal aliens. Todd Benzman.
2: Right. We've talked about this before. I'm going to go through it again. It's a little bit complicated, but not that much. Um, the Biden administration began a program on January 5th. Where To reduce the, the crowds that we were seeing in places like El Paso, all those immigrants, uh, illegals sleeping in the streets, uh, it was chaos, and Del Rio migrant camps. And the way that they plan to do that is to pre-legalize them while they're still in Mexico and give them humanitarian parole appointments while they're there so that when they cross into the U.S., they cross through a port of entry not between them where they get counted as illegals. So then they're, they're claiming the declines in the capture of illegals is way down, which is true, but the same number of people are crossing in, they're just crossing in a different way. So it's this sort of bait-and-switch trickery uh, sort of a thing with the numbers, an accounting trick. Um, in order to make, to require... Uh, to incentivize illegal crossers to get in line in Mexico. They're telling them that we will deny you asylum. If you try to claim asylum at our uh, between our border, you will be denied asylum and denied access to that new system. Uh, but here's the trick. The trick is that that new rule where we're going to deny you asylum, we're going to deny you asylum, is filled with loopholes, exceptions, and exemptions. So many that they swallow the whole rule whole. Uh, there, there is no rule. It just sounds like there's a rule. It's a for Tiger. There's nothing there. For example, unaccompanied minors from anywhere who cross illegally into the U.S., cross that border, they all still get to go straight in family units that try to cross that border and then they say oh you can't you you all they have to do is say i'm afraid to go back and you're in uh really um anybody who comes across and says i don't understand how to use the cbp1 app the online app that applies uh or i don't even i lost my phone i don't even have a phone um or i can't read it i i speak a dialect of guatemalan From the highlands or something and it's it's, uh, you're in they're gonna humanitarian parole you in and so this whole thing it was in the new york times front page uh it's it's been in all of the major mass media outlets the biden administration's getting tough on asylum they're going trump on everybody down there it's bs all of it is bs there is nothing there at all nothing there at all is what I'm trying to do. Exemptions, loopholes, swallow the rule.
0: Okay, I want to go back over this. This is important. And this audience always wants to be the head of the curve, not just because they want to be the most interesting person at the weekend dinner party or cocktail or having, a, uh, having an adult beverage down at their favorite watering hole. Um, they want to know because they're activists and they're trying to save this country. And, in fact, if Memphis can do me a favor, and if they could pull the cover of todd Benzman's new book i will use his cover to um make my point uh the book is called overrun right and and what you, the book is amazing and i want everybody to amazon particularly people that love this and what we try to do is get these books that if you really want to get into the area and so you can put it up memphis you can yeah you don't need the beautiful visage of todd benson and myself that cover that optic is the haitians at del rio that's the international bridge in del rio texas Biden's polling when that was happening, and remember that had the, the situation with the Border Patrol and the Lariat and all that, his polling hit a, went into a free fall because the American people are sitting there, it's like the Chinese balloon. All of a sudden you can't, you know, your are lying eyes, you can't deny what the fact is. That's the cover of Benzman's new book, Overrun, about this fiasco of the Biden administration on the invasion of our southern border, the greatest catastrophe um, on anything related to immigration in the nation's history. In order to avoid that, in an avoid, uh, order to avoid what's happened in El Paso, Texas, over Christmas, where you just have tens of thousands coming in and they're just taking over the city, the Biden administration has come up and they've worked on this for a while. This has nothing to do with solving the problem or stopping the invasion. And this is why they've got to be, one, turfed out of office, but also they have to be impeached for breaking law, and I think held criminally later. Because they have so thought through this system, they've got to get the picture on the cover of his book over and they can never have, you know, Haitians or Chinese or Guatemalans, you name it, underneath that bridge again. That's a a death blow to them. They can't have any more El Paso, Texas. They can't show in the Rio Grande Valley where it's being overrun. So what they've done, and this is how insidious it is. What they've done is they've gone, as Todd explained to us months ago, and said, "Hey, this is what they're going to do to argue the numbers coming down." They go into Mexico and have these humanitarian paroles, and all it is is a better processing. And then they fly them into the heartland of the country. They skip the border towns, as we say, every town's a border town, every state's a border state. They fly them right into the deep into the country. By the way, with with uh, food stamp cards and you know cell phones and all of it, you don't have it. They got it. Okay, the. Um, and then they, they want to, for further optics, they come up and they put all this up. The, the papers over the last couple of days, is, and it sounded so odd, is that um, Biden you know, gets focused on the border and goes back to Trump-like policies. And what Todd Benzman saying is, he goes, all of it's a lie. It's all a lie. The optics understand American people if faced with the optics of illegal immigration are revolted by it. And that means they're not going to vote for it. So what they've done is systematically gone through with the laws and twist things so they actually exacerbate the invasion into this country but hide it. Is that essentially the, 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 the construct here, Todd Bensman? Absolutely. Their number one
2: motivating factor here is they do not want photos anymore like that under the bridge or El Paso. Nothing is more important to that administration not doing the right thing or um, you know, blocking, deterring illegal immigration uh, or slowing the flow or anything like that. What they are doing is they're moving the accounting from this column, the bad column, to this other column that seems like it's a good column. Uh, so let me give you an example. Last month, for the month of January, the numbers came out of apprehensions of illegal immigrations, 157,000 they they put that out there look what we've done we reduced it was 250,000 the month before in december we've reduced it by 100,000 but guess what the number of immigrants who crossed through the who were brought in through the ports of entry and airports was about 115,000 So actually, it was a new grand world record again. It's just that this other 100000 got peeled off and counted in this uh, column. That's what they're doing. Uh, And now they're saying, well, we like that. We want to keep doing that. So we're going to tell the immigrants, we're going to tell all these people that if you try to cross between the ports of entry and claim asylum we're going to ban you from even going through the the this other thing the other line uh but that turns out to be a complete fraud uh they call it uh that that you have a rebuttable rebuttable that means that you can argue it when you cross in and somebody tells you no you can say but and you're in all you have to do is say i'm a i'm afraid to go back uh you, ha- you could be a, a, um, an unaccompanied minor, you get in. Uh, pretty much anybody who wants to could peel off from those lines. And I suspect, listen, immigrants are smart. I'm telling you, I've spent a lot of time with them on the ground. These are smart. They may not have formal education, but man, they, they are smart. They're sharp. And they will figure this out in about 10 minutes that that New York Times article and what they're saying is, is BS. They're all gonna get let in. They're gonna take selfies, send them down the line, and before long we're gonna have Del Rio camps again, El Paso camps. It's not gonna take that long for that for people to figure this out.
0: Um, we had uh you know, you had the you had the Yuma hearings and Ben Burkwam went from on Real America's voice went from East Palestine down to uh where the Judiciary Committee is holding these now, field hearings, which are just amazing. And it was mesmerizing. If you had a chance to watch it, Todd, you ought to, when you get to you watch, the, uh, watch the video, because the, the, the um, people in Yuma, it was just incredible. And the, and the financial destruction of the hospital healthcare system, the education system, all of it. The, um, and then he stuck around and went out with Gates. They did a night run with the Border Patrol. And literally, there were 500 Chinese. There were guys from, from Chile or from Peru, all these different groups. And these are guys that just didn't want to stay. They didn't want to wait to process. And they knew about the American, They didn't want to wait. They wanted to come across and, and just come and across. They don't have,
2: they don't have to what? because the yeah, real quickly, Go they ahead. don't have to because the app, the online app that they're using for the new quote unquote legal system, which is unlawful uh, only has five languages so one of the loopholes is if you don't have one of the five languages, you can still cross illegally through the border, and we'll give you humanitarian parole. So, sick. so that's the Chinese it's people sick. are crossing in that way.
0: It's sick. And the Border Patrol was, uh, you know, and they, they, I asked Ben about it. He said the suicide rates are all-time highs, uh, that people just can't take the pressure anymore. They see what's happening to their country. They see what's happening to their pro- profession. Let me ask you, you've spent your entire adult life doing this. You've been in Texas DPS and intelligence. You've done this. You know the border. You know the people. Wh- what is, what's the morale like among administrators and Border Patrol when they see what Mayorkas and Garland and Biden are doing to game the system and twist it, to twist this so they can actually exacerbate an invasion of our beloved country, sir?
2: Well, it's like this. I mean, imagine... Um... A Navy SEAL team that has trained and trained and trained for war fighting, uh, and then the war finally comes and they are uh, pulled off into some duty that requires that they aid and abet the enemy and not kill them. Uh, that they uh, are to be in the rear echelon or something, and they can't use what they're their training to do what they're supposed to do. They'd be inf- they're infuriated. They would. They can't wait to get out there, and Border Patrol for the last two years has been required to become like a welcome mat, literally a welcome mat, walk all over us. We have to help you get in. We have to process you in, and it's, it's terrible to them. They want to catch them. They want to arrest them. They want to catch bad guys. They want to deport. Uh, they want to defend the borders, and when they are not being allowed to do that, they're upset, and I think rightly so.
0: Todd, the article in in the New York Post is amazing. Your CIS piece is amazing. We're going to put it up everywhere. We'll help you push it out. The book is incredible. Uh, Where did they get the book, all your writings, because you're in the the top of this, and I know you're going to be a a critical part of actually putting together a plan that this has to stop. And i got to tell you, in the appropriations process, this has to be stopped. All these games got to stop. And Mallorca's impeachment is one thing. If that galvanizes a solution, but more importantly than even impeaching that guy and throwing him out of office, and I think eventually throwing him in jail, is that we've got to um, we, we must we must stop this invasion right now if we, if we don't do this, the country's over, so you don't have a border as Trump says, you don't have a country. Todd, how do people get to all your content
2: that's right uh, so I'm at uh, T. Benzman at Getter. The book is available anywhere books are sold. It just released this week, as you know. Uh, The book um, will have uh, another excerpt, I think, this weekend in the Daily Caller about the plan, uh, how to get out of this thing. So you might want to take a look this weekend at the Daily Caller. They told me it was going to run this weekend, uh, a four or five step plan to get out of this thing. Um, And hope is not all lost here. I mean, there's a chance
0: No, we just got to keep fighting. And uh, your content is unbelievable. By the way, the book is number one in all the different categories. And I mean, the book, the war and posse has really stepped up to the plate here. They bought some serious books because you're you're number one everywhere. Fantastic. I know your publisher is happy. Like I said, when I got it and I know this area pretty well, I read it, sat down and it's a big book, but I, uh, I, uh, and parts of it are not that accessible. I mean, it's, you really get into it like the audience likes, but it, I read it in one sitting. I just, I just thought it was amazing. Incredible, incredible work. Todd, thank you so thank much. You. Appreciate thank it. You. One of the warriors, Todd Benzman, one of the guys we're, we're really proud of having an association with. I got to tell you, I now I got heart palpitations. I got to bring in Crom. Crom, we are going to do, do you at the end of the last hour, and I said, no, I want to get Benzman's thing on the border because my blood pressure is going to get up on this. It, this invasion is so, it, it's so outrageous what's happening. So now, but now is the perfect time to do salty, right? Tell people what we got here, why it's so important, and and quite frankly, the audience response on salty has just been amazing, overwhelming, and that's why the audience loves having you come on. So talk to us about it.
1: Well, Steve, thanks so much. And I will say this: I listen to your your show, uh, and and you. I will also say that the posse, uh, they pay a lot of attention to the details of your show, and I know that because I get a lot of emails. On questions about some of the things that I say on your show, and uh, and so I respond when I get an email, uh, I respond to that email and try to give them a, a a clearer answer than apparently what I'm saying on the show. So let me repeat a few things uh, in a in and I hope a clearer way of what's what tea is, why it works, and how they can get it. tea is is a is two soft gels that have our active ingredient. Uh, in those soft gels, and our active in, <clears throat> active ingredient is a 22% concentration of a particular molecule in green tea, and that molecule is called theoflavin. And, and what it does is it helps inhibit the growth of cholesterol in the liver, and then just as green tea helps overall cardiovascular health, Tflavin, because it's 22% times more powerful than what it is in standard green tea, uh, it also will help your cardiovascular system. Mm -hmm. So T-flavin is a particular molecule. It's a high concentration of that molecule and it's two soft gels. And it operates in the the liver by inhibiting the growth of cholesterol in a particular area. And um, and, and, and it's important because heart disease is the number one killer. And 50% of people who get a heart attack Die from their very first heart attack, and they didn't even know they had heart disease. Now, how do you get uh, how do you get salty? Uh, you go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com, and check checkout, Use the code warroom, and you get a special discount on your first shipment of your continuity program. So you're going to get $29.95 off your first shipment, and then on an ongoing basis, we ship you every 90 days. And the continuity program, the subscription program, you get three bottles for the price of two, and we pay the shipping. And so that's what Salty is, that's where it works, and that's why you should take it. And Steve, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you letting me be on on uh, uh, War Room and, and talking to the posse.
0: No. We want, it, the, the person the other day was, was, a, it's, it's called statins. What is that? The person that was taking that and, t- and yeah. got off it to take a, a salty. And you said, Hey, that's yeah. not what salty is not made for that. You give us that one more time. Cause I want to make sure everybody understands yeah. now, what this is for and statin, what it's not.
1: If you, yeah, if you have really high, bad cholesterol, statins can be very helpful. Um, statins are a chemical. It's a pharmaceutical, uh, but they can be very helpful in lowering cholesterol. Our product is an all natural product, and our product will not lower cholesterol as much as a statin. But if you have moderately high cholesterol, like I did, my, my bad cholesterol was 130. Soul tea uh, helped me, the active ingredient in Soul tea uh, uh, helped me uh, reduce my bad cholesterol from 130 to 89. And and it's been under 90 ever since. And that was 18 years ago. Uh, and, and so for people who have moderately high cholesterol, uh, we are a very good choice. Tell your physician what you're doing. And, uh, and then if you, uh, if you have good cholesterol and you want to keep it that way and you want to have a healthier heart for as long as you can and a strong cardiovascular system, if you're 40 or 50 and you're in good health and you want to stay that way, think of your heart like a car engine. You change the oil in your car engine regularly from the time it's brand new because you want to keep your engine running as long as you can in a really healthy state. Well, don't wait until you have heart disease to take care of your heart. Go ahead and start early. And our product is a great way to do it. And it's a very inexpensive way to do it.
0: Uh, thank you very much, Crom. Once again, Salty, can you give just where, where do people go to get this? Where do people go to get more yep,
1: information? Go, go, yep, go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. That will then take you to Salty, where you can then use the code WARROOM at checkout to get a special discount. Now, if you want to know more about the product, after you've gone to warroomhealth.com and you come to Salty, you click on the tab at the top that says Our Science. There's a brief overall yeah. description. Uh, and then at the bottom, you can read the full uh, the full study. And Steve, I appreciate you letting me uh, talk to the posse about Salty. No.
0: Well, no, thank you, Kram I got to do it because I had Benzman, uh, two, two, uh, two big stories and one I'm going to mention. I got Benzman and now I got Joe Allen. So the bl- blood pressure is going to go up again because we're going to talk about artificial oh. intelligence. Thank you so much for coming on, brother.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Uh, breaking on Business Insider. I just want to get Joe Allen. We're going to play a cold open here in a minute. Uh, the bre- Breaking on Business Insider. Uh, I just got to give, it just broke. In ten days, the number of dead aquatic animals found near the Ohio train derailment has jumped from 3,500 to 43,000. And this is from the Ohio. This is from the Ohio agency that actually monitors this, the Ohio uh, Natural uh, Resources Department, Department of Natural Resources. They have upped the number of dead aquatic animals to 43,000. Think about that. And nobody was going out there until Trump got involved. So we're really proud of our coverage on all things on East Palestine. This is outrageous. From 35, I thought 3,500 was over the top. 43,000 dead aquatic animals, but there's nothing to see here. Let's go ahead and play the cold open uh, for Joe, and then we'll bring in Joe Allen.
3: Well, computers actually are already much smarter than, than people on so many dimensions. We just keep moving the goalposts. Basically, there's just a smaller and smaller corner of what of intellectual pursuits that humans are better than um, computers and that every year it gets smaller and smaller and and soon we will be far far surpassed in every single way guaranteed okay um, yeah my view is that um, computer may be clever but human beings are much smarter i don't think Artificial intelligence is a threat. People like us, street smart, we're never scared of that. We we think it's a great fun and we want to change ourselves to embrace it. I don't know, man, that's like famous last words. It seems like the direction of your hope that we solve this issue has declined. There was a conference on what are we going to do about looming risk of AI disaster and Elon Musk attended that conference. And I was like, maybe this is it. Maybe, you know, that maybe this is when the the powerful people notice. And it's, you know, like one of the relatively more technical powerful people who could be noticing this. And maybe this is where humanity finally turns and starts, you know, not quite fighting back because there isn't an external enemy here. What came out of that conference, well, was OpenAI, which was basically the fair and nearly the worst possible way of doing anything. Uh, a whole, like this is not a problem of, oh no, what if secret elites get AI? It's that nobody knows how to build a thing. If, if we do have an alignment technique, it's going to involve running the AI with a bunch of like careful bounds on it, where you don't just like throw all the cognitive power you have at something. You have limits on the for loops. Anything that could do that is, is an artifact where somebody else could take it and take the bounds off the for loops and use it to destroy the world. Then. but it was like ChatGPT's blind version of like throwing the ideals at a place where they were exactly the wrong ideals to solve the problem. When the problem is that demon summoning is easy and angel summoning is much harder. Open sourcing all the demon summoning circles is not the correct solution. I'm not even using, and I'm using Elon Musk's own terminology here. They talk about AI as summoning the demon, which, you know, not accurate, but, and then the solution was to put a demon summoning circle in every household. And why? Because his friends were calling him Luddites, once he'd expressed any concern about AI at all. So he picked a road that sounded like openness and like accelerating technology. So his friends would stop calling him Luddites. And, and that was it. That was, like, that, that was me in 2015 going like, oh, so, so this is what humanity will elect to do. We, we, we will not rise above. We will not have more grace, not even here
0: at the very end. Sorry about that. We're very proud of what we do on. Uh, we're very proud. <laughs> I got to learn how to hit my own buttons. Um, we're very proud of what we do on the cold opens. But I got to tell you, I don't think there's more powerful cold opens we do. And our team is fantastic than Joe Allen's because that, that sends a shiver down my spine. We're going to take a short commercial break. I'm going to learn how to use my microphone. And we're going to come back. We're going to have the Joe Allen's going to explain it all to us in the second half of the evening show here. Uh, the early evening show in the war room short commercial break we'll be back in a moment starting the new year how will you prepare yourself friends and family in the news you're seeing constant government overreach attacks on our communication and energy grid worldwide conflicts natural disasters and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy and relying on your cell phone in these scenarios simply won't cut it. That's why over the last year, I've been partnering with Satellite Phone Store to help you stay prepared and ensure your vital communications stay brighter. They're one of America's largest satellite companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. For a limited time, Satellite Phone Store has a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is SAT, sat one two three dot com slash Bannon. Get a bivy stick or an MRSAT satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Remember, that you get a bivy stick or a marsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Now, Satellite Phone Store's customer support team is located in the United States of America and can help you pick the best plan for you. Go to SAT.com. Right now, that's sat123.com slash Bannon, sat123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That is sat123.com slash Bannon, sat123.com slash Bannon. Get it today. Take action, action, action. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code BANNON, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N.
1: War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon.
0: Okay, it's no better way to end a work week than to go through uh, artificial intelligence and everything dealing with transhumanism. Joe, I got to tell you, you know, we've been working on this for a couple of years, but obviously the chat uh, GPT uh, release at Davos, and I keep telling people we're only, we're only five or six weeks from that, has um, exploded interest in this throughout the world. What did you just show us right there? Because it, 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 when... when demon summoning circles what is he talking about by the way i'm a proud luddite i just want to go on record i'm a luddite history will record that the luddites tried to stop the end of the human race right so when they talk about replacement theory and picking on poor, poor tucker for you know the replacement theory about white nationalism hey we are trying to represent the entire human race here in its own destruction joe allen what do you got for me
4: Steve, the, uh, the second person we heard there is Eliezer Yudkowsky. He's a co-founder of the Machine Intelligence Research Institute. He's important for a lot of reasons. A lot of people believe he's alarmist from what we heard just then about uh, AI being an existential threat to the human race. You can see why, but nobody would deny that he is extremely intelligent. His work backs a lot of uh, what Nick Bostrom claims in his book, Superintelligence. In fact, it was a huge influence on Nick Bostrom. And what he's describing there with these demon summoning circles, for Musk and his crew, this is a metaphor for the danger of artificial intelligence. But I think a lot of religious people uh, sense something a lot more powerful than that, even in the willingness to use those sorts of metaphors for the notion of an intelligence, a digital intelligence that would surpass and perhaps destroy the human race. So with Yudkowsky, you have to understand he is a transhumanist. He's one of the original transhumanists in many ways. He desires everything from digital immortality to the creation of an artificial intelligence god. Uh, He is all about... Every technology that you and I critique every show, but his concern is that artificial intelligence is moving far faster than human beings are going to be able to apply any kind of restraint to it or to inject any sort of moral qualities, any sort of benevolence that would keep that machine intelligence from either going out of control or just actively turning against us. And so when he's talking about open AI and Elon Musk, he was in contact with Musk. He, in fact, in some ways you would say he is the root of Musk's concern about artificial intelligence going out of control. But to uh, uh fear and, and in many ways contempt, Musk decided to go ahead with open AI meaning that you now have a, 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 an organization that is operating in some sense to accelerate the development of artificial intelligence, and it is accelerating undoubtedly far faster than human beings can control actively. You see that with chat GPT, right? The reason that you in the early days had conservatives lauding chat GPT as this, this broad and balanced tool that could perhaps uh, overcome the, the ideological biases of Wikipedia or Google is because as an artificial intelligence, as a neural network, ChatGPT was digging into a huge corpus of human language and coming back with balanced views. It was coming back with a sort of statistical average but that statistical average included a lot of conservative viewpoints, right? So it's balancing it. Knowing that and trying to align that AI with their own values, the the San Francisco libs that mostly run open AI, put their thumbs on the scale and they aligned it with their values. They turned it woke. So a lot of people are talking about this now. What happens if you have all of these different institutions incorporating artificial intelligence that determines information flow, that determines educational content, that determines even uh, corporate content, right? Like corporate output or news output. What happens when you have an AI system or AI systems like that, that are all woke, that are all basically lobotomized liberals. And that's what you see with ChatGPT now. The thing is that is in no way going to be the, the last word on artificial intelligence. You have groups like Gab that are producing their own natural language processing AIs, right? their own large language models. They hope to use it to create a sort of theocratic or Christian uh, AI system so that you get instruction, theological and biblical uh, instruction from AI so that AI is now the mediator between you and sacred texts. You have Baidu that is producing their own large language model that will surely reflect Chinese communist values. You have Lambda or Bard from Google that will reflect surely the same sorts of biases at Google, whatever they may be, surely left-leaning. And so what you end up with, Steve, is an AI war, right? An AI arms race. And so that will inevitably drive the the increasing complexity and sophistication of these systems it will it more and more so normalize the integration of those systems into our society because our society has largely become a digital prison and people you know it's been described by many you're going to have this sort of polytheistic uh, set of, of of competing theocracies right you're going to have the, the lefty woke the digital theocracy you're going to have the Christian national right-wing digital theocracy. You're going to have the communist digital theocracy. You're going to have just the generic corporate sort of digital theocracy to the extent that money becomes the, the sort of highest value in the system. And to me, you know, I understand the, the desire to jump in to, to the fray and to take hold of these tools. It makes sense to me. But, Steve, what I see is just more and more normalization of this human AI symbiosis, this human AI relationship coupled with an out of control advancement of the technology itself. And that goes from everything from the cultural aspect to the political aspect, to the military aspect, and even as Yudkowsky and Musk and Bostrom and Thiel all talk about a sort of existential aspect in which the the technology itself could be used or could just go out of control and actually start damaging people in and
0: of it, its own accord. Well, correct me if they've even had to tone it down. I, I think it was Bing. They've even had to, uh, to tone it down for what they do, because there's two arms races. I want you to describe to people. One arms race is the contextual or content arms race versus, you know, you've got Gabin trying to do the Christian version. You've got a lot of criticism already on, the, uh, on some of the flaws they've already seen or how woke some of these systems are. So you've got that arms race, and I got Baidu putting up. But then you have a deeper arms race. It's the one that Teal goes, well, hey, even if I'm, uh, even if I'm a luddite, even if I'm not an accelerationist, uh, we have to be worried because of what China's doing right now. And you see this on the battlefield. People should become quite aware that although horribly outgunned and outmanned, one of the reasons that the Ukrainians, besides their own individual courage and valor, and Fighting for their home country. One of the things that's helping them is the U.S. We've already know we know this, have been giving AI tools on target acquisition, and it's it's been like a ten to one uh, leverage point for their military, which is massive. Right. The arms race I'm most concerned about is not even what's going on between Gab and the, and the and the woke liberals in San Francisco. As as bad as that is, I think as you I agree with you on the normalization of it. Right. The one I'm most worried about, and I keep talking about, is inside the weapons labs today, inside the research universities today, inside the corporations today, and that's just in the United States. Forget what's going on in Romania. Forget what's going on in Korea. Forget what's going on in mainland China. But there are massive advances of this that haven't come out yet. We're, we're once again we're just over 30 days from essentially it's it's coming out party at Davos, and look how much look how much. Uh, it's, it's really, oh, if you follow the, that part of the new cycle, it's overwhelmed the new cycle. It's all people are talking about. My bigger concern is the arms race. We're not seeing that's going to go three or four levels and you're going to get that dropped on you in a year or two. Joe Allen.
4: Absolutely, Steve. I mean, you know, there are two, maybe you could say three layers to that arms race and it's all logical. It all makes logical sense. Technology is and has always been a source of power, of worldly power. Knowledge, when used to acquire and exert worldly power, is a power itself, right? It's a part of the powers and principalities, so to speak. And so artificial intelligence is that convergence of those two forms of power. It's a way of scouring massive data sets, finding patterns in it, and leveraging that power so that you can then ascend in the ranks of the sort of worldly hierarchy and so you've got that culture war right between the sort of woke versus the based ai and that's just the the language models right you're just literally chatbots, but then you have that military aspect so artificial intelligence is extremely useful for surveillance uh palantir they're the ones founded by peter thiel right palantir is the company donating their artificial intelligence to the Ukrainians, uh, it, it, by all accounts, has been tremendously successful. It's allowed them to use a lot of outdated equipment and weaponry, uh, at least reasonably effectively against the Russians. And the reason is, is because you, you are able to not only scour communications so that you can locate enemy targets, but even just in immediate battlefield, you're able to scour it for the physical targets themselves, the troops or the tanks or the uh, munitions. And then from there, the AI is also effective at the, the you know, active target acquisition in a battle scenario. And as it goes forward, you have guys like Eric Schmidt backing companies like Ishtari, and there are tons of other companies like this. And they're looking to bring drone warfare to that next level so that you have drone swarms. And in the ideal that they hold, you have drone swarms that operate as a swarm, right? That no human being could ever do that. No human being could pilot that. And then you also have facial recognition and other sources of identity recognition, whether it be like a cell phone or an IP address in in order to target and find uh, your enemy and blow them up with a, you know, either a a, a a missile or a kamikaze drone and all of those technologies exist already. You have kamikaze drones already. They're being used in Ukraine and been used for many, many years. Uh, you have swarm technology. You see it in those, those light shows. That's that's already there. The AI is already there. You have facial recognition that's already there. It's just a matter of integrating it. And it wouldn't surprise me if that's already Uh, able to be rolled out it's just it just simply hasn't been deployed yet you have other things like the, the poseidon torpedo nuclear powered nuclear tip can swim under the at the floor of the ocean as long as it needs to and it is ai powered right it's ai guided it simply will swim around indefinitely until it finds the proper path that is in no human control whatsoever no human does that until it finds its target And on and on and on. And so that, you know, that rationale that Eric Schmidt puts forward, that Peter Thiel puts forward, that many people put forward, Musk, to some extent, in a less militaristic sense, puts it forward. How do you compete against China? How do you compete against Russia if they are, are going to embrace and use these technologies without the same ethical constraints as the U.S. would?
0: Let, let me let me give you a perfect example. I think it was General Minifield. I think I pronounced his, his name correctly. The uh, the head of transport and uh, not transport command, but uh, air command, airborne command of the U.S. Air Force. He sent this memo around. I think it was about three weeks ago, and it got leaked. And the memo was to all his. He's one of the combatant commanders. He was sending it around to uh, some of his uh, staff. And he said, hey, we're going to be in a shooting war with the CCP in the South China Sea, in the Straits of Taiwan, and trying to break an air blockade over Taiwan no later than 2025. He says, just put the pin in that. And he starts going what they need as far as resources and the behind the curve or something. And he had a punch list there of of creative things they should do. Number one creative idea. And this is a guy that's actually going to be in it. And he says, hey, we have to aim to shoot for the head. Of the CCP when they come for us because they're going to overwhelm us because obviously it's only 90 miles from mainland China. His number one recommendation, Joe, was to take KC-135s and outfit them with putting I don't know 50 drones, 100 drones d- driven by AI, drop them out of the back and just swarm the CCP with this. I mean, it was already a specific example of something says we have to get work on this because this could actually level the playing field in the in the, in the battlefield. Immediately, this is the scary thing right now. It, it, we've almost got blown blown by any type of regulation. I mean, there's talks of people here about having hearings and trying to get our arms around this, but it's exploding so fast as we warned everybody. I just want to leave it not just with AI, but we've we've had we focused so much on AI here recently, but in the other verticals that lead to the singularity, whether it's CRISPR and biotechnology, nanotechnology, regenerative robotics. I mean, I just saw where they. They introduced the uh, robot dogs to a couple of special forces for training exercises, and the dogs were, you know, two orders of magnitude more sophisticated than they thought, you know, helped by AI. But in every one of those verticals, there's, j- I keep telling people, there are going to be just as many explosive announcements as the chat GPTs. Don't think that's unique. That that is, that is going to be the course where everybody's going, wow, this really accelerated at an accelerating rate. What you're seeing in these technologies right now And that's why we're going to converge on the singularity much, much earlier than people think, is you're increasing at an accelerating rate in each of these verticals. Joe Allen.
4: Absolutely. And, you know, AI does in many ways sit at the top of all that. Right. So you look at uh, biology, kind of humanity 2.0, altering human genes. Well, the ability to sequence genes and to model the resulting proteins has been accelerated Tremendously by artificial intelligence beyond what human beings were able to do before and then you have the, the brain right so all these sorts of brain computer interfacing ideas in transhumanism the ability right now to scan the brain and interpret that information is made possible at the level it's at by artificial intelligence the ability to link that brain to an external system is made possible by artificial intelligence. And as we, we, showed, we showed with uh, uh, the uh, Dr. Uh, the, uh, the the non-invasive brain-computer interfaces are really right around the corner. The brain chips, perhaps a distraction it's concerning but a distra- distraction non-invasive brain computer interfaces really are right around the corner in fact they're already being employed from medicine to meditation to gaming and then you have robotics the design of the robots is made possible by modeling within artificial intelligence systems the control of those robots made possible by artificial intelligence and its advancement uh, The the psychological profiling of individuals within a society made possible by artificial intelligence and advanced algorithms, the uh, analysis of social networks for social manipulation, social engineering made possible by advanced algorithms and artificial intelligence, and then on up to large language models and the the sort of military uh, applications of AI that we've been talking about. So all of these, you know, they're, they're all blended together and they're all linked and made possible, or at least the advanced stages of them are made possible by developments in artificial intelligence. That is why people are freaking out about it, including transhumanists. And all of these are examples, Steve, of, of artificial narrow intelligence, right? They're just able to do those specific tasks, but they're able to do them at a superhuman level beyond what a human could do. And it requires a human to be in the loop. But the goal that they're driving for at OpenAI and at Google's DeepMind and at Baidu and at Tencent and in various other labs, uh, many of them funded by DARPA, is artificial general intelligence. Where you start linking them together into an artificial sort of brain. They call it human-like, but it won't be human-like. It will be basically an alien intelligence. It won't be anything like a human. It won't feel like a human. It won't think like a human won't experience like a human. And the fear that these transhumanists have, I and mean, we're talking about people who want this to happen, the fear they have is that either A, one of those narrow AIs goes super intelligent and just starts wiping people out in some way or another. It's, control, it's in control of a critical system, or it's able to manipulate a person, or even worse, an artificial general intelligence achieves super intelligence. And it is basically super intelligence it's super intelligent by definition, and it begins to behave in a way that's dangerous to human beings. It's it, all of it may seem like science fiction, and reality may never get to the to the extremes that these people are predicting. But reality is already oh, no. keeping up with it's the go- early phases of their predictions. It's going to get there. So Wherever it's going, no, it's, it's going it, fast.
0: Yeah, it's it's the reason we brought you in a couple of years ago to be editor. It's getting is it's it's accelerating at an accelerating rate. Joe, how do they get to all your content and writing?
4: You can find my stuff at joebot.xyz, at warroom.org under the transhumanism tab, and social media at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z, Twitter, and Getter. Thank you very much, Steve.
0: Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. Great job. Uh, we're going to be posting all night on Getter, and then back here tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, Grant Stinchfield is going to join me. For the opening hour uh we're going to share his thoughts on the tale of three cities yuma arizona east um palestine ohio and kiev ukraine plus a lot more check with us tomorrow morning 10 a.m to noon you're not going to miss it also i'll be in oklahoma city tomorrow make sure you get uh grace and moe put it up everywhere oklahoma county gop the lincoln reagan dinner 6 p.m at the cowboy hall of fame look forward to seeing everybody there and i want to see everybody there until tomorrow at 10 a.m., you've been in the War Room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Solte. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension.